agents are able to get contracted within 24 hours, get dialing within like the next day. So in reality, there is not really a reason why a lot of agents or any agent should really be that hesitant on hopping on and just getting started with us since everything is kind of just come in and get plugged into the system, basically. So. So welcome. Thanks for joining us to the agent Q&A. You got your host here, John. We got Albert. We got Joanne. Hi, everyone. Albert just came off uh, of a good call with the, an annuity presentation, right? Yeah, I was on live dials, got a chance to, to present an annuity, um, ran into our, one of our most common objections, which is, yeah. I want to think about it. Well, right. that, that and I want to talk to my financial advisor, my right. FA. Yeah, because <laughs> normally if they want to think about it, I'll, I'll, I'll be able to close them in that. But then, um, yeah, some, someone asked a question on, on the live dials. They were like, is that the most common objection? How do you overcome that? And I'm like, you know, when you're, when you're dealing with, an annuity, it makes sense after, if you if you break it down logically, you compare them side by side with what they currently have. I think I think the value outweighs what they currently have. The thing that we can't really account for all the time is the emotional component. Yes. Is like, and generally like when it comes to a uh, financial advisor, obviously they wanna keep their assets under management. You know, that's how they get paid. They get paid their fees for how much money that they have that they're at managing. But the thing is, the, the human part of it is that typically when someone has a financial planner, they normally they have a relationship with this person. Cause, cause think about it. I mean, how many, how many times have we been hit up by financial planners? Yeah. We've been hit up by financial advisors, all these different people trying to like market cause they get into the warm market. Right. Right. And then like, typically like, you know, we, we, we may listen to their pitch or we want to, we want to hold up, but the thing is the only reason why we'd have that relationship in the first place is because there's a personal relationship. Mm -hmm. So it's just kind of hard, hard to overcome in certain situations. And, I think it's more of the, the client, just like logically it makes sense, but I just don't know how to break it to my financial planner Yeah. or I don't, or, or see if they have the same product, which they may or may not, but they're probably never going to show it because they don't get paid on it continuously. Yeah. yeah Cause that, the idea to it is you're taking the asset under the management of the financial advisor into the asset managed under like, for example, our carrier, Athene. If we roll it to a fixed index annuity, it's, it's a self-directed plan. So the thing is yeah. the agent, and this is this is the thing like when when clients are like, which I, I don't I don't get when the when the client challenges an agent on like, oh yeah of course you're trying to sell this you're you're making a commission off of it and how much do you get paid off of it it's like, they don't really trust your intentions very much they or they feel comfortable enough to like question your motives yeah, because the thing is if it logically makes sense like what does it matter to them how much you're getting paid yeah, yeah. I have the same um, response and I mentioned this before I got it from uh, this lady that I did a dual presentation before uh, my client. I sold the policy back in our old company and then she had this um, term company, starts with a P, came in and presented to her and she said, you know what? Y'all duke it out. Come over. She told him, that, she told me to come over. <laughs> she told her to come over and then went the whole, you know, route of the battle. I tried not to battle, but she asked the client the question uh, or the, the, the agent the question. So you're selling this because you want to get paid, right? And then, you know, her best rebuttal is, I only get paid if I do the right service. If I service you correctly, which is like any other business. Yeah. So when a client challenges you on that, like, okay, do you not pay your oil change mechanic if they don't service you right? Right. If they do a good job, we get paid on it. That's how we make a living. Right. So we we try not to go against the financial advisor on like, okay, they get paid because they keep you under the asset and under management. Yes, it's true. Well, we get paid if we sell the annuity. Yes, it's also true. But who does the better service? As, as long as you can break it down, which one is going to take care of you, the client the most, you know, as long as you, you understand that the relationship, the pros and the cons, let the client decide. 
Yeah. Well, this is kind of kind of a little bit off topic, but there's <laughs> something that you guys may run into from time to time. You'll you run to the clients that everything sounds logical, but then may, maybe like the, the rapport you built along the way wasn't strong enough, or maybe they've had a bad experience with another agent in the past. And then they're very skeptical and they're just thinking like, oh, of course you're trying to push this on because you're trying to get paid or you know, how much, how much commission are you getting paid and all this other stuff. I guess, I guess the way to, to, to really overcome that it's, it gets us kind of an objection Yeah, is like, first of all, you just let them know. So the thing is you don't pay me anything. If I, if I can help you find, help you find a plan that actually, you know, provide you with the value that you're looking for down the line, help protect your family. Uh, and if you don't, if I can't do that for you, don't get this, don't sign up for this. I don't want you to do it. Mm-hmm. But if I have been able to find you, then you don't pay me anything. You're, uh, you're, you're signing up for a policy with the carrier and the carrier will pay me for doing my job. Right. That's it. Also, you you also want to combat it a little bit with indifference. Yep. And like Sean Mike did a really good job of uh, talking about that. Like when a client asks, like, of course, you're trying to push this on me. You're trying to get paid. And, and just let's let them know, like, listen, if you get this policy, if you sign up for this, I'm not going to retire. Yeah. And if you don't sign up for this, I'm not going to quit. Okay. Or if you don't sign up for this, I'm not going to go broke. Yeah. I'm not going to go home and cry and quit. Like, you just got you just got to take that power from clients sometimes. Because sometimes the clients like they're testing you to see like whether or not they're going to give you the business. I mean, if they start getting to that point, then the thing is they probably saw some value mm-hmm. in the plan, but they they just don't really like you. Yeah, they really trust you at that moment. So I mean, you just got to just be upfront and just be like, look, I don't care. I'm good either way. Yeah, and if and- you can carry that attitude overall, yeah, you'll be it's a good. It's a good way to combat that. I try to be just logical about the business aspect. Like it's your money, but it's also at the same time, you know, when we're, sell- we're selling our life insurance, it's for your protection, yeah. right? We get paid to help protect others and then the carrier pays us. And then I, I, I make it very little to about them when I say it's all in volume, okay? We have a lot of clients we service. We see 20 to 30 appointments a week. We understand out of 20, 30 appointments, 10 plus, 20, 15 plus, won't get it. The 10 good ones will, will keep it. Maybe you're one in the 20. And then now it's not about them specifically. It's just yeah. we we play the numbers. Oh, that, do our work, and that that bring, that that brings up a good point. I mean, that that might be the third scenario. So either the client doesn't trust you or like you, uh, they've had a bad experience with another agent agent in the past. Yeah, or maybe maybe they they feel that you're desperate for this money because you're desperate for this money. <laughs> <laughs> so the way to combat that too is like you got to have more activity. You just got to like because the thing is like as much as we tell ourselves like no, I did a great job on every presentation. If you're in a position where you got out of whack because you didn't purchase enough leads and you didn't have very much activity and you've fallen behind and rent's due and you need to pay bills, and sometimes you push a little bit harder than you should be. Because it's the only two appointments you have for the week? Yeah, because you know, like, oh, I don't have any other leads. And I, I got to make this one count, so I'm going to do everything I can to be pushy. And then it comes across to the client. Yeah. So yeah. let's try to avoid that ourselves. That's something that we can control. To try to not put ourselves in that position. Just be consistent about working from week to week. If you do that, you're never working from a position of need or work in a position of strength. Right. And at the same time, you know, it's all in the numbers. Okay. So let's say he didn't close the annuity sale. Well, is there anything from his presentation where we, we didn't do a good job on, right. Where we could have gotten better. We could always get better. Right. But if you just let it flow, maybe the next annuity sale is going to be the sale. It is what it is. Right. And you got, you got some of you guys have heard, heard me on there. And then, you know, some people ask some questions. I'm, I'm like, I don't feel anything about it because I felt like I did everything I was supposed to do. I went through every all the progressions. I went through, explained everything I could, went through the different scenarios, asked if she had any questions, tried to like re-clarify certain things. So I did everything I was supposed to do. So I, I tried to rebut, I tried to get it closed, but also like, I didn't want to push right away. Cause then the thing is, 
I don't want to like push her away if she already has like something else in mind. Yeah. So like I, I went through everything. I, 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 from my experience, I already know that I can close these deals. It's just yeah. that if, if I did everything I'm supposed to, I have no regret. Yeah. She's one of those clients too, that you can kind of read, but not read. Um, those are the good and the hard ones because they'll, they'll agree with you. They'll have the conversation with you and then they'll just be like, yep, yeah, think about it. <laughs> I'm like that sometimes too, with my, with being, being on the other side. Oh yeah. Yeah. I agree with you. Okay. This makes sense. This makes sense. I'm totally keeping up. I'm not ignoring you. I got all the details. Yeah. I'm going to make a decision today. Yeah. <laughs> it is what it is. <laughs> play, play with it. <laughs> right. So uh, let's go into Marianne's question. We got a couple of people here. Uh, some have a few questions. Let's start it off. There we go. Okay. Um, a quickie question. I notice on some of the leads in the ILC at the top, it says lead score and it's like 26 or 59 or 90. Yeah. What this is something mean? new. This is something new. I think Marlon mentioned that yeah. before, right? So I have no clue. Our official answer is we don't know either. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I was going to say like, do you guys know what that means? No, someone else I, asked I, about it. First, I've seen it. First, I've heard about it. So I don't see it. But you know what? That's, that's a good question. But we're going to we're going to research that. We're going to we're going to effort it over to you. Yeah. <laughs> also, uh, going back to the ILC. So Andrew's last call last Thursday, he, he mentioned um, request uh, lead credits if you need the lead credits. All right. Um, if it's a wrong number, um, they want to pretty much stop the type of leads that's flowing that are not good leads. And we can only do that with feedback from the agents. So if you feel like it wasn't a good lead, if you can try to make a, a note on it. It's like um, we've had some situations where clients filled out a survey, irrelevant of life insurance, and then the life insurance popped up. And then they couldn't continue until they requested information on the life insurance or they got auto auto submitted for uh, insurance quotes. Those little things we want to stop those from flowing. Okay, just that a, was a question I had too. I get um, sometimes when you make a call, it says uh, the person cannot accept calls right now, and just poof, it goes away. You don't have an opportunity to leave a voicemail or anything. Does that qualify for a credit? Sounds like it does. You could just try it, and then they'll yeah. try to verify it. Okay. So what I did is I submitted like 15, 16. I got eight credited. Okay. Do they <laughs> do they actually try to call and verify it? Yeah, they'll have some some type of uh, verification for it. Yeah, okay. And uh, I have one more question. Does anybody have, um, a, I finally got motivated to put some of my, uh, I had a whole stack of things that were, you know, last resort that, okay, someday I'll put these in ethos and see if something pops out, right? So I sent a bunch of emails out, but um, do you have a sample text? You can put the link in. Yeah, so Andrew mentioned that it it's it's a pretty simple one. He just said something about like, do you not want to talk to a life insurance agent? That's fine. Here, click on this link. You can apply on your own. No, I, I, <laughs> something well, he, like he that. He put out an ad. Put he put out an ad that just said, uh, it's like it's like, hey, do you do you not want to talk to an agent? Just be able to do everything yourself. And he's like, yeah, I don't I don't like doing that stuff either. So if you want to just just do it all your all on your own, here's a link. Yeah, something very very simple, very quick. Okay. That works. I can work on that. I send those two for my clients for my phone appointments. If they don't pick up, I just leave a text message. First, I leave a voicemail and say, hey, I'm calling you for an insurance appointment. And then I send a text message. Hey, I called you for our life insurance appointment. Um, please call me back. Or if you'd rather quote on yourself and apply on your own, here's the link. Oh, okay. It's a hit and miss, though, if you're doing final expense and, and you know, they have, like, conditions. It's tougher to... To try to get a quote from um, a term and then switch over to a senior life or or the the pivots for ethos. 
okay. but it helps. I, I also have I also have like one on my uh, automations. I also have an added line that I, I put in there. So it's like it's like if you if you would like to, I mean, I, I'm I'm your broker that's assigned to your case, you know. So I, I can go through the different options with you. If you just want to do this yourself, here's the link. You can do everything entirely yourself. We do have other plans that might that might be that might have be, be a more uh, with different rates or or different products more of what you're looking for. I'm butchering the. Uh, yeah. the we can the tailor percent. create a plan for you. But like you know, if, you have, like if you have any questions or if you want to look at different plans, you reach out to me. That's going to be a very low low hit rate, low very low return because for the most part. People, people aren't motivated to just like be, take initiative on their own for the most part. Like you got to kind of walk them along yeah. the process, but it's worth a shot for the people you can never get a hold of. Right. And add, than- add some pizzazz to it. Add a little bit of like, you can get up to $2 million, no physical and approved and apply it on the spot within five, five minutes, something like along those lines. Yeah. Or the doubters that, oh man, I can't give you my social or my bank information. Right. You know, who are you anyway? Especially when it's just a phone call and they can't see you and- yeah. So you can add that extra part about, hey, I don't even have to ask the medical questions. You can put it in there. Mm-hmm. And then I say it'll give you an approval on the spot before you put in your bank account information. So you know what you're paying for. Do you have any other questions, Thank Marianne? You. That's it for now. Thank you. All right. Uh, the floor is open. Ashley, you had some questions you mentioned on GroupMe? Yes. Hello. How are you doing? <laughs> can you go on video for us? Okay, I look crazy, but here we go. So do we. We're always crazy. (laughs) If you guys enjoy, I'm saying it too many times. Thanks for joining us so far. That's all I remember. We continue to share with other people. We we probably need to redo it, right? Hey guys, thanks for joining us. Uh, If you guys have found this stuff helpful up to this point, or you guys would like to see some other stuff, please uh, like and subscribe and uh, create a comment so we can uh, cover that next topic. And continue watching the show. i'm doing very good um i got a late night call from a potential client last night and they had a really good question i would also like to know so it's been like all over tiktok and just been hearing like you can use your life insurance policy as collateral in order to like buy a house or buy your car have it be like your own personal bank Um, And the question is, so how long after you purchase your policy, do you have to make payments on it for that to actually happen? Or is it also like dependent on the bank, like whatever bank you have, will they accept certain life insurance policies or how does that whole thing work? All right, I'll answer. Great question. I'll answer with the first part is don't believe everything on the internet. <laughs> don't believe the whole TikTok things because what they're doing is they're throwing catchphrases, which gathers your attention. And now you're like, well, let me know. Apply here. Click for more info, right? So they're they're throwing a bait to try to get clients in. It's not a bad thing. Just don't let the FTC get involved. Right? I mean, it, and it's not that it not that it can't be true. It's just typically not true. And not it's not because it won't work that way. It's just because most clients don't have the discretionary funds or, or the, the type of money they can put aside to front load their policy to be able to build up cash value at that rate. And even then, you, it's not like it's not like you have the policy for one year, you can buy a house with it. Right. Yeah. But you can. So here's how it really works. So it's talking about the cash value into the life insurance, right? Right. Now, if you just buy a, a and you don't front load, front load, front load means you're putting extra lump sum cash value or cash into the policy itself. If we just set up a mutual of Omaha IOL Express, okay, you're paying hundred bucks a month. There's no cash value yet. It's just barely building up, right? If you bought a whole life policy for like our final expense, 
the cash value won't build up until two, three years down the road. But there are certain policies if you do an IUL or if you do an infinite banking concept with the whole life where you can tell the client to throw in 30, 40, 50K to 100,000. They're paying for their premium on their policy and they throw that extra lump sum in. That's immediate cash value. So what they're really, the concept is instead of you using that cash money on your policy or you going and getting an interest loan from somewhere else, let's say you go to a credit card, you go to your car financing, or you go to like Rocket Mortgage. You're getting the loan from Rocket Mortgage. They're tacking on 4%, 5% interest, which is actually 7% now, right? It's higher. And then they're making money on the interest. So what they're really saying is if you have a cash value life insurance, you borrow out of your cash value, you use that money itself to pay for the house, the car or whatever. And then when you choose to pay it back, you, you pay that back, the interest builds up onto your policy. Does that make sense? So the interest you're gaining in the meantime kind of offsets some of the loss that you're you're paying for the interest that you borrowed out against. So that's the concept of being your own bank. You're borrowing from your own policy, but as far as using that as a collateral or whatnot, it's it's a little far. It's not that it's not possible. It's a very nuanced thing, and in most situations, I I think they kind of it's oversold a little bit. Yes. Or people overmarket it. They get very creative in the way that they they choose to market it, which (laughs) I think a lot of clients that they'll they'll fill out something they're expecting like. Hey, I have like 20 bucks a month. How do I make a million bucks in three years? Yeah. Right. Yeah. He called me late last night and I guess him and his wife were talking about splitting up and he's like, I want to buy a house in like three years. So I need a life insurance policy. I'm like, huh? huh?" Yeah. So really in reality, what they're thinking is it's it's just like the parents when they want to set up a college education fund, you know, they want to pay like 20 bucks a month and they're somehow going to miraculously get a hundred thousand out of it. Right. So yes, it's doable. But when you start running the rates, like, yeah, you want to get a house payment. Okay. You want to take a, a down payment on the house in three years. How much do you need? Like 80 K. Oh, well, you need to fund this account. Yeah. You either throw in 50,000 or you're, you're paying, you know, $5,000 a month to it. Gotcha. Okay. Thank you so much. And especially if you're getting those calls late night, because I, I have I have a lead campaign where they come in real time. And then like, it's typically for, for stuff like that. So I think later on in the evening, the thing is people start to get a little bit more creative. Maybe they, they maybe they had a couple of bottles of wine. Maybe they, they enjoyed a couple of cold ones. And then, you know, they start like their, their mind starts racing and they start getting really creative. Like I could become a millionaire overnight if I get this insurance policy. <laughs> There's one guy on the internet said it was true so yeah. it must be true <laughs> exactly it is doable it's but you doable. need money you need, but you need money yeah I need if you want to be your own bank you better have money like a bank <laughs> right yeah. or you got you got to have compounding the right amount to be able to start building towards it yeah gotcha. but okay. if you if you are talking to a client you know they're in their 20s 30s and they have the years to compound you tell them yeah you can do that you know or if you want to do it for your kid you can get a hundred two hundred dollar a month policy but understand it's going to take like 20 years, 30 years to get to that level. Okay. A great question. Thank you for asking. Thank you. Any other questions regarding, regarding to that before we uh, have another person asking? Anything you guys want us to elaborate on? Good. Okay. Any, anybody else have any other questions? Quiet. <laughs> no one has questions. All right. So we're going to lead into, <laughs> we're going to finish off with the, uh, our main topic. Uh, it's more of a quote, but it's going to apply more into the, the business, right? And I had this quote down before and I was like, who wrote this? I just Googled it and it was actually reversed. <laughs> and it's actually from Anthony Robbins. So the, the quote is, complexity is the enemy of execution. And I want to throw in a little bit of rationality into it or irrationality into the business. So we get a lot of agents 
they they do this, they do that, and then they start having these irrational thoughts, right? And they now end up making things more complex, right? So what do we mean by complexity is the enemy of execution? Well, what do we do to execute in our business? What is the simplest things that we do? You, you can summarize it in one word. We buy leads, we dial, <laughs> we talk to these clients. But what are the complexities that you think agents do from the buying the leads to the dialing and to actually calling and, and, and selling? I mean, you can make this the most complicated thing in the world. Because <laughs> the thing is, first of all, you can start overthinking, what's the right amount to spend on leads? When should I buy them? Like, should I buy them like a what few days before I, I call? Use? Yeah, which script is the best? Which one's going to guarantee me the most return? And and, and it gets worse. <laughs> Once you actually get the leads, then you start looking at it, analyzing yeah. This per so person's name sounds mean. Uh, the oh my god! Let me cut you off. Let me cut you off. So I want to use. I don't want to use that. I want to use an agent, but I want, I'm not naming your names. He said he ordered the date of birth on on the leads from the youngest to the oldest, and he said I'm going to start with the youngest first because I can't deal with the oldest people right now. <laughs> and I'm all like, bro, you're doing too much. <laughs> you're doing too much. <laughs> Because at the end of the day, you're going to do all these things. Will they even pick up? It'll be a voicemail. Right. <laughs> what are the complexities that have you heard from an agent? I, yeah, I think people just overanalyze the leads. Like they're just thinking like, oh, this person sounds like they're probably working. So I got to call them later. And it's like, just call them now, call them later. Like it's, it shouldn't it be that matter. Now. It's true too. Um, so in, in another agent, uh, she asked about uh, the door knocking. You know, is there really a good time frame of door knocking uh, from midday afternoon to weekends, weekend mornings, or can we just door knock all day and then the numbers will just be the numbers? What, how do you guys feel about that? Well, I mean, I've, I've been blessed to be able to travel the country. So the thing is, like, I do I do recognize there's different modalities within within our own country. So there, there pe people do things different ways, different times, different attitudes, different cultures, different, you know, diff different, different ways that they, people live life. So I, I won't say like everything's all the same across the board, mm -hmm. but the thing is, how do you know these things? Just do it. And then along the way, you're like, oh, no one's home to stay that I door knocked around this time. I, I'll note that I'll make the adjustments and I will door knock at a different time. Yeah. It's like, if you do, if you don't do the work in the first place, you're still going to continue to just make an, not even educated guess. Right. It's just a, a biased guess based off of your own lack of knowledge. So it's entirely based on your own ignorance. Yeah. I'm assuming this is how it is. So go to work and figure it out. Yeah. So. What we have to do is before we make things complex, we have to execute first. After we execute, now we have some data yep. and then use the data to experiment. Okay, so do you need to door knock before you start start door knocking to figure out the times to door knock? Let's just go out there first. Okay, okay. let's say from two to five, you didn't get a lot of people, but you got, you got to talk to like 20 people from like five to seven. Okay, now you have a valid point. Right. But I wouldn't throw away the, the situations where if you're door knocking clients that are final expense leads, aren't they home all the time anyways? Right. So, <laughs> so wouldn't, wouldn't they be up early when they not want to be door knocked in the afternoons because they're sleeping by now? So there's a lot of points into that. So same thing with dialing. I would say dial as often and as, as much as you can. And then you figure out which clients are getting you these types of results. A lot of people are starting to dial from 5 a.m. because they're calling East Coast clients. We got uh, Darren White yesterday, last night. He waited till 11 p.m. his time frame to talk to someone that's 6 p.m. in Hawaii. He made a sale, right? 
So before we make things complex, we got to have real data, because if not, all you're doing, you're using your examples or your feelings and the small biased sample size of your experience. Right. I remember when I door knocked, I was looking at the big house. Um, I'm already outside. Oh man, they probably don't need this. <laughs> and it took me like five minutes to go, go up to the house. And it was Psych gated. Psyching yourself out. It was gated. No one was home. It's a big door. Oh man, they're probably rich. <laughs> no one's home. No one's home. And then you're out there for five minutes. It took you five minutes. It took me five minutes to do nothing. So same thing. Sometimes we're over analyzing things. Yeah. We're creating the complexity of, of the business when it's that simple. We're creating problems that don't even exist. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it might be there, but the thing is like, until you actually do it, you're like, how do you know? Right. So do you have the freedom and time right now to dial? Great. Let's just dial. Let's put in the work and then things will, will change for you later on. Well, I mean, to, to, to kind of drill down on that a little bit, the thing is, yeah, we can make things very complex. So then like we, sometimes we just think it's a certain way based off of your previous experience that had nothing to do with this. Right. Right. So now you're, you're bringing your old biases into this and then you're, you're, you're making it more difficult for you, but there's, there's an actual practical situation. So the thing is like, yeah, I like to, I like to start calling the East coast early in the morning and I, I'd rather get things done. Cause especially during NBA playoff season, Yeah, I was trying to finish by a certain time so I can watch, watch the games. And at least I know I put in, put in the work at the very least, regardless of the results I put in the, Mm. so then uh, i was calling i was calling a lot of people but then there's people i never could get a hold of i'm like i wonder if they're just going to be home later in the day but like i don't want to call so i i engineered my way out of it and i <laughs> I, I said hey joe since you're going to call in the afternoons why don't i give you these leads and then you yeah. you call them i'll call them in the morning i'll hit them in the afternoon you call them late afternoon evening right yeah. so, so like there's there's solutions out there if you, if you actually try to work towards them yeah, you can always make things happen as long as you have a, a game plan. Yes. Right. But most of the time, um, we, we do experience a lot of agents holding and stopping themselves. They're so hesitant from starting because they got all these complex things running through yeah. their brains before they even start and begin. Yeah. <laughs> do you get that often? <laughs> I'm pretty sure you're getting a lot of questions from like, let me get more carriers. Let me get more carriers before I start. They got three in the back. Should, I, should yes. I start an LLC first before <laughs> yeah. I do anything? Literally. <laughs> what is the complex, uh, complex questions you get before an agent yeah. starts? Well, like you said, they um, a lot of agents believe that they need to have like the whole FFL portfolio to begin dialing their first call. But um, the good thing about, about FFL is that you really don't. I mean, you Agents are able to get contracted within 24 hours, get dialing within like the next day. So in reality, there is not really a reason why a lot of agents or any agent should really be that hesitant on hopping on and just getting started with us since everything is kind of just come in and get plugged into the system basically. So, but yeah, but I do get a lot of that. You know, people um, ask for the carriers. They want to make sure that they have all the carriers before they get on their first call, because just in case the customer uh, doesn't qualify for Something. what happens if this client what yeah. happens if that client you yeah. haven't spoken to any client <laughs> yeah totally so that happens what's, so is, what's your answer when they start doing this um my answer is i first of all i ask them what carriers they already have and then i always redirect oh well you're already active with this carrier you can definitely get plugged into the live dials you know so i definitely like um mention to them that they are able to just get plugged into and start making money on the live dials and then um, I'll see what carriers they actually need. <laughs> I'm contracted for sure. It's actually even yeah. better now too because we have um we have some rules from other carriers where you need a first piece of business first. Uh, totally. So that's the yeah. first question. Do you have business to submit? No, we can't request. This. Yeah, and the, yeah, and the second one. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I like I made things 
overly complex when I first started with FFL. The thing is, I didn't, I didn't totally, I didn't need to do it at all. Yeah. But like, I remember when I first started, because from where we came from, you know, I was just thinking like, I came and I told Andrew, I'm like, hey, can you just go over these products with me so I can learn them all and I'll teach it, teach it to my team. Mm-hmm. So, you know, my goal the entire time was to build a team when mm-hmm. I came in. So I was just like, I was trying to take that burden off of Andrew, but then I'm sure the way it came off was Andrew's thought I was going to waste his time. Yeah. So then he's like, he's like, dude, it's not important. And I'm like, I'm like, no, no, no. I'm just, I'm that kind of guy, you know, I'll just learn it. And then I will teach everybody else. So you don't have to do it. And he's just like, dude, just go book appointments. And that like, he just kept telling me that and at, at the time, like I, I didn't have much of a relationship with him yet at that point, which shout out Andrew Taylor is his birthday today. Oh yeah. Um, Happy birthday, Drew. But you know, birthday, Andrew. over the course of time, this is, this is where I learned. I'm like, cause I'm like, he kept blowing me off and kept saying like, dude, just, no. just book appointments. Yeah. It's not important. And then I'm, and I'm like, this guy doesn't understand. Like, I'm like, I offer value to this agency. And then, and then I, I, so I, I got to the point where I was like, I'm just going to figure it out on my own. And I, I had, I held a little bit of resentment towards him. You got a little grudge. Just because I, and I was like, I was like, this lack of respect, right? You're like, he doesn't understand what I'm about to do here. <laughs> but then again, I'm like, I, I reflect back and I'm like, he doesn't know how serious I was at the time. And the thing is, he's gotten that plenty along his time and the people never did anything. Yeah. So like, I, I totally get the reason why. And and, and really what it comes down to is like, after learning the products, I also have re- recognized along the way, I'm like, it's really not that important either. Mm-hmm. Like, it's no. good for me to know. I'm glad I know it. But then again, it's like, it doesn't prohibit anyone from actually getting started. Yeah. It doesn't prohibit anyone from starting to make money. Like, that's not the important thing to focus on. And we made it more complex than it needs to be. Yeah. yeah. Just getting in front of clients is the, the number one thing. If that's the complexity that you got to fix and solve, it's all in the leads and dialing. That's the easiest solution for you. And then the rest of the products, we got people on the group me. We got yeah. people on live dials that could be listening to your calls if you unmute so we can help you out immediately as well. Uh, any any other questions, concerns? That's pretty much the, the main topic for our call today. We're good? All right, so just keep it simple. Keep it very, very simple. Whatever you feel like you, you are stuck in, dialing will solve it. What was that quote again? <laughs> Complexity ruined it. It's the, <laughs> complexity is the enemy of execution. So let's just execute first. <laughs> Have a good one, guys. Right, Appreciate bye, you. everyone.